Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are, what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right? I haven't seen... I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low-value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. What? is happening everybody welcome to episode seven of low value mail we have a very exciting show uh for you today my computer screen has tons of shit going on on it it's uh it's quite a lot i'm getting to the point where i'm need a producer but we don't have one yet and it's fine we are everybody's saying we are the lowest of the low um we got a good we got a good show tonight we got a fucking banger we got a banger okay so little housekeeping to take care of uh this week we'll be having our first ever patreon episode that is uh i said last week if we hit 100 patrons we would start doing patreon episodes so we will have that tonight at 11 p.m on youtube uh you can sign up for the patreon at any time uh between now and 11 p.m and then there's a private link uh, on the Patreon for the YouTube where, where you can go uh, watch it there or you can listen to it tomorrow um, on Patreon if you're a subscriber or if you're sneaky, go make friends with someone who is already a Patreon subscriber. Save the dollar a month. I don't know what you do with that dollar, but save it. I do respect a good grift and a good hustle. So if you backdoor your way into a free uh, Patreon episode... Good for you. Uh, there's only 78 slots left uh, at a dollar, and then it's going up to $5. It's inflation. Inflation's so crazy right now that I have to raise the price of the Patreon 400%. It's obscene. I know it. But Jesus, have you seen the price of gas? I don't drive. But uh, but no, the, the dollar was the introductory price. I'm going full Billy Mays on you. Um, but anyway, so that is... Uh, that's a deal. 11 o'clock. We'll be going on the Patreon. Uh, next week's episode. This is a little thing. Next week's episode. I, I hate to do this, but it's going to be on Wednesday instead of next Tuesday. Uh, and We're at a new time, right? 9 p.m. But it'll be on Wednesday because I'm going to be in Miami and I'm not going to be back in time uh, on Tuesday. So uh, Wednesday is the next episode. But then it'll be back to Tuesday. Also, if you're in Nashville or you live near Nashville this weekend, I will be with Ryan Long at Zany's Comedy Club Friday and Saturday night. Uh, if you're around, come say hi. It's going to be a good time. Um, this week. So this is what we got going on for this week. We have our guest is Siraj Hashmi calling in, as well as a special surprise guest. Uh, if you guys don't know Siraj, he's the co-host of the Habibi Power Hour, and he's known by many for his list, which you do not want to find yourself on the list. I'm telling you, you don't want to find yourself on the list. Uh, and if you don't know the list, you got to check it out because it is one of 
my favorite aggregations of some of the worst tweets that exist in the world. Uh, and he gets them every week and he's super funny. Um, he's, he's a, he's a good hang. He's going to be calling in and then we may have a little surprise special guest. Um, so that'll be coming up. So we got, we got a great show for you. Uh, let's just get it, get it started. Uh, Russia, Ukraine. I'm going to get a little, a few things I want to chat about before we get to our guests. So, um, it's interesting. It seems like we, we have this, this kind of just amount, our attention span where we can kind of be like, oh, this is horrible. And then it's already just like, you know, like, I know it's going on, but I can definitely tell we care about it. I, I, less than we did two weeks ago, certainly. I, I know that it's it's hard to it's hard to keep up that level of caring, and obviously it's horrible things uh, going on. But I just I see it on the news, like when it was first happening, it was so shocking, you know. And the news was they were staying up late. Like I got the you know you'd go on the news and they're like two a.m. and they're like we're still live, and now they're just like it's back to fucking my pillow, like infomercials at two a.m. They're like yeah we'll we'll catch you up. Uh, with his stuff tomorrow. I will say one interesting thing, which I have mentioned previously. It is interesting how Russia is so badly losing the propaganda war. They're, I mean, I don't know if they're, it depends who you really talk to about whether they are actually losing this or not. Because some people are like, look, you know, yes, they're not killing, uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, maybe having won this war, but they could. They're just, you know, not putting their foot on the gas. Depends who you ask. Some people say, you know, Ukraine is winning the war. Some people say they're not. I guess it's the whole fog of war thing. How are you supposed to know, right? Um, but Russia is definitely losing the propaganda war. They are, in terms of the court of public opinion, which is not meaningless because, you know, it's the thing that pressures politicians and stuff. And, you know, they, they see this stuff. They are definitely losing this. And an interesting thing is, because this is a mostly Twitter social media-based war, we were led to believe for the last five years that Russia was so good at social media and so good at propaganda that they were able to rig the entire U.S. election. Remember that whole thing where they were going, they were so good at this, that they rigged our election. They made people vote for someone that they would have never voted for and didn't want to vote for. They did that. They were so good. And then now they're just like, yeah, they're, 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 I guess they lost the magic touch. You know, they, they had the hot hand in 2015, 2016. They had the real hot hand. And now they, uh, they lost it. They, they do not have the hot hand anymore. Um, and it is, it is interesting. And kind of an a, a interesting thing, too. So I don't know if, and this is kind of an example of how they're losing, losing the war. So um, there was a shopping mall in Kiev that got bombed, right? It gets bombed. Uh, Russia says that they that the Ukrainians were storing weapons there. They're like they're storing all these weapons, which is kind of a playbook that is normal. You hear that in kind of a lot of the wars, like the Israel Palestine thing. A lot of like the wars in the Middle East, they'll be like, yeah, they they bombed a school, and they're like, yeah, but there's nobody in the school, and they were storing all their missiles and shit there. So that was kind of like a military target, and it was empty, right? But so they they bombed this mall. And then Russia comes out and they go, look, there, there was nobody there and they were storing all these weapons. It was a military target. But even if that's true, it doesn't really matter because the story throughout basically the entire world is that they bombed a mall 
and that they're pieces of shit and there's no excuse for bombing a mall. There was a fucking rainforest cafe in that mall, okay? They bombed the only mall with a rainforest cafe in it in all of Ukraine, okay? These fucking animals. But the point is, it doesn't matter because if in three months it comes out and they go, hey, remember when we go, they bombed that mall? Turns out there actually was totally justified. There were tons of weapons in there. And I say this because there's a few interesting things that's kind of, you're seeing the, the, the correction side of it now and how it really doesn't matter the correction. And so the first one is, and this is an obvious one, but the Hunter Biden laptop. So New York Times came out this last week and they go, yeah, remember the Hunter Biden laptop, which you literally were not allowed to reshare a New York Post article. And Leslie Stahl laughed in Trump's face and everybody was like, this is Russian disinformation. This is back when Russia was good, still good at disinformation. Remember uh, when they were still good at disinformation? So this is back then, and they go, it's, it's a lie, it's unverifiable, it's nonsense, right? They come out, and, you know, did Trump lose the election because of that thing? Uh, hard to say. Obviously hard to say. I'm sure it would have helped him. It would not have hurt him. It certainly would have hurt Joe Biden, and it would have not hurt Trump. And, you know, especially when, you know, a lot of stuff is how Trump's the, has the fucked up family or whatever. You would have think that it would help. And then they come out and they go, ah, whoops, got that one wrong. Eh, look at that. Remember when we wouldn't let you post about that? We, we, we got that one wrong. Uh, but the damage is done. And another thing is, and this is a lesser extent, but uh, the Ottawa trucker convoy, if you remember that, seems like five years ago, but it was like a month ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was this thing where they go, yeah, some of the truckers, they, they went to burn down an apartment building in Ottawa. Remember that? They go, they, they, they taped or locked up the doors and then they lit some fire starter thing, whatever. And they were trying, they were arsonists and they were part of the, they were part of the truckers or whatever. And then this whole thing was all over social media being like, what? This is insane. These truckers are, not only do they want freedom, they want the freedom to be arsonists and kill people. And everybody's like, these people are horrible. Right, they're horrible, horrible people, and then it just comes out to go. Yeah, we found that it was some kid had nothing to do with the truckers. Uh, it's unrelated. If anything, it was to set up the truckers, which it succeeded. But the damage in the press was done. Nobody was like. I mean, there were a few people, Jonathan Kay and a few others, who were kind of defending. Uh, you know, not even defending me. Like, hey, let's maybe be calm about this because it's obviously probably not what happened. And then guess what? It's not what happened. Anyways, I don't even know what the point is. The media lies? Yeah, I guess we all know that. Um, back to lying fucking media. Uh, the Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee. Uh, they got their Twitter account locked. I don't know if you've been following this. The Babylon Bee, uh, which is conservative satire magazine. Uh, they got their, their account locked uh, for an article calling Rachel Levine. U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It's Man of the Year. Levine, who is transgender, was actually named one of USA Today's Women of the Year during Women's History Month, no less. By the way, for the ladies out there, happy Women's History Month. We still got another week, and we are going strong for you ladies. Um, Twitter locked the account, and they won't reinstate it unless... Babylon B deletes the article, which they refuse to do. This is the hill they're dying on. They go, we're not deleting the article. And so I must say, the article in question, 
was uh, deeply offensive to me. I was deeply, deeply offended as this was one of the more hacky things I've seen in recent memory. Uh, it Yes, this was a spicy, spicy take in 2015, but publishing it in 2022 uh, was a bit on the cringe side. And the fact that they're like, you know what? We'll never be back on Twitter ever again over this. <sighs> Sounds like we got a bit of a Latinx standoff, formerly a Mexican standoff, but now we say Latinx standoff. And I cannot wait to see how this ends. My guess is that the Babylon Bee uh, caves, uh, but we'll see. And uh, speaking of Women's History Month and uh, transgender female heroes, uh, this brings us to the case of Leah Thomas, the Penn swimmer, the trans swimmer from uh, Penn University that had her last race ever. Oh, I don't know if last race ever, but it seems like women's swimming after collegiates, like, I don't know, is there a pro women's swimming league? I don't know. But uh, she had her last race uh, Saturday in the 100-yard freestyle swim and finished dead name last. Dead last. That's the only joke I'm going to make. She finished dead last. Um, some people said she threw it. Some people said she threw the race. Uh, there, there's no way to verify that. She's not like Tiger Woods, because that's the thing, right? Because there's obviously this huge controversy because the, she did win uh, the national title in the 500-yard freestyle, beating not one, not two, but three Olympians. Three people who were at the Olympics, uh, the most recent summer games, as far as I understand. She beat three of them. Uh, but again, overall, her performance was fine because she raced like in many races. Uh, but again, not, not Tiger Woods. She's not dominating. She's not... The whole idea that she's this crazy dominant thing, she's not. But she won. She did win. Um, and again, fittingly enough, she did it during Women's History Month. Truly historic. Uh, I'll say this. I've said this before, and, and I will say it again. This whole thing is really just a trick. All of this is just a trick to make people care about women's sports. Because we don't. As a society... In America, we don't care about women's sports. Um, very minorly. America cares about their women's national team only because they're good. Canada cares about their women's national hockey team because they're good. Russia, they actually do like women's sports. Like the, like the WNBA, all the WNBA players go over there because they love women's basketball. Maybe they are a more advanced society. I don't know. Because they're not being forced into it. You know, they're not like, ugh. Someone gave me these WNBA tickets or I mean, someone's dragging me to the WNBA game. They just, they don't because nobody really cares. Um, but I will say that what's going on right now with uh, Leah, Leah Thomas is kind of a natural, because there's a lot of people who are upset about this, which understandably, I honestly don't really care. Like, you know, one of the arguments was, oh, Think about that poor that poor girl who was because uh, I guess eight people race and then she was ninth and if Leah Thomas wasn't uh, sw allowed to swim because she's transgender, then that person who was ninth would have then been eighth. And you're like, look, if anything, she did you a favor. She she allowed you to lose one less race. You know, like I maybe I'm wrong on how this racing stuff works, but if you were you know gonna be maybe eighth. 
then you weren't going to win shit anyways. And it's like it's fucking collegiate women's swimming. Boo fucking who. If anything, this is good training for the people who say this shit's unfair. And you're like, yeah, stuff's unfair. Fairness is literally a concept. That's it. There's no such thing as truly fairness. It's a concept we've devised. You know, it's, you know, we'd like things to be fair, but they are not fair. But this, again, is just this natural outcome from us going from saying, like, you know, there's no difference. Because there there used to be where you go, there's trans women and then there's women. And you go, yeah, and she, she liked to be, uh, you know, you treat her like a woman and she considers herself a woman. And you go, fine. Right. But then... We did that, and then they go, okay, now uh, one new little addendum. There is no difference between a trans woman and a biological woman. And almost every person knows that the two things are not the same. People don't say it because they like working and having jobs and stuff, which is understandable. But, and if, you know, if someone identifies as a woman but is biologically male, there's nothing wrong with treating them, you know, with like some decency. And, you know, acknowledging them as a woman, whatever. It's Especially if it's not any sort of, like, issue in your life or whatever. But, you know, they're women like Barry Bonds is the home run king. There's an asterisk. And I I, I got to be honest with, with this thing, too. I didn't always know. I mean, probably a lot of people didn't. But I didn't always know that trans women wanted to be considered biological women until 2016. And I know you're like, why 2016? That's so specific. Um, but so I had there, there's a, a booker of a Canadian comedy festival uh, who was trans. And I put out this sketch, which if you see on my YouTube page, it's who's the news, per- who's the new person. And it's a person with their whose name is who and they have they them pronouns it's confusion because it's confusing. Right. And so uh I I put out the sketch and then I think I like tweeted at Joe Rogan or something at the time and she messages me and she's like, yeah, uh, you, I can't believe you would tweet at Joe Rogan. He's transphobic. And the reason he was transphobic because he had the stance that biological men shouldn't fight biological women. And he was, and is right. Unless obviously the woman wants to, and then go for it, but you can't not tell them that's fucked up. Right. And we had this whole back and forth and, on the basis of which, um, basically, she believed that she was a biological woman. And she kept asking me all these questions. She's like, do you think I'm a guy in a dress? And I'm like, no, I'm, you're, you're a woman. I, I was fine. I don't, I don't care. It's like it doesn't – like it's no issue for me. But then she kept really pressing the thing where she goes, so what? You don't think I'm a biological woman? And I'm like, no. I, I mean, you're not. I, and I didn't even think I was saying anything crazy. I was just like, you're not. I, I don't – I'm not trying to be a dick here. Like you're making me be, feel like a piece of shit, but you're not a biological woman. You're, you're. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to use all your pronouns, and you know, I, I say she. If you heard me talk about her, all that stuff, and and she was going on really like really hard on this whole thing that she's like a bi. And and I realized I go, oh, they, that's the next step is they need you to like admit that they are a biological woman. You know, it's not even like you ha- you have to kind of throw that. Part, which that's the part where everybody goes, yeah, but they're they're not biological uh, women. But then everybody, you know, at the time, people were like, what's the harm? What's the harm? Just do it. And people did. And now we have Leah Thomas. Um, and this is what happens. And you know what? 
Good for Leah Thomas. Honestly, why the fuck not? Like, we really care about women's sports? Do we? Again, maybe I don't have daughters who play in sports, but like, what women make a living off of sports? Like, golf? Tennis? I guess basketball? Which there's no transgender people in basketball. That is a weird one. That is a weird one. That's the one, uh, until we get into sports that people give a shit about with the transgender stuff, it's hard for me to really care. But so, I I know I teased that we have a super duper special guest, um, surprise guest calling in. And so, uh, I am excited. I'm excited to announce that we have none other than Leah Thomas calling in to the show. Very excited about this. Uh, Let's see if we can get a hold of See if we can get a hold of her. Hello. Hey, Leah. How's it going? Great. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. This is Danny from Low Value Mail calling. Oh, it's a pleasure to pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. I'm just going to put up your... Um, I, I put up photos of our guests, um, and I didn't get yours up. Oh, I, well, I hope... I hope you got the right one. I did. I got the one from um, from you uh, from your pen pen. Um, what you call it? Your your swimming photo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. Cool, cool. So, um, so I was just discussing uh, that your your accomplishments uh, during Women's History Month, and you know, nobody ever gets to hear your side of the argument. You know, like people are just you're in the news nonstop. Nobody gets. Nobody gets to uh, hear what you have to say. So I have, I have a few questions for you, just real quick, um, and just yeah, yeah. let me know. So, Leah, what does beating all these fellow women during Women's History Month mean to you? Honestly, it was just such an accomplishment to finally win at a sporting event, and I just was so proud and gracious to share the uh, podium with those ladies with those, such great competitors. with those ladies yes and that 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 was your your greatest achievement up until this point you want i mean that's that's no laughing matter winning a national title well it's just great to be the best woman at um swimming yeah right and, and there was actually a reference made to you uh or about you that you were the jackie robinson of swimming have you have you heard that? that people mean, say you are the you broke down the barriers and you're the Jackie Robinson. Well, I'm just flattered to be compared to another great athlete. Yeah. I, I mean it's it's amazing the the just the barriers that you're breaking down. And you know what? It's interesting because I read that and I go, really? There hasn't been a Jackie Robinson um in women's sports. And then I was looking and then I was like, I kind of thought there probably has actually just nobody really cares, unfortunately. So you actually like, even though you're not actually the Jackie Robinson, you kind of you are now just because you were better than the previous Jackie Robinsons. I think so. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, so there's a lot yeah, go more barriers to break. Absolutely. For me than, than this Jackie lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even, I, I had even not heard of him. It's a him. It's a, but not a, you know, he could be whatever. Excuse me? Sorry, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, he could be whatever, but uh, let, let's just go on. I have a few more questions, because this is a big controversy. Some people are saying you actually lost 
your last collegiate race on purpose. You had won the national championship no. and then you came in dead no. last. No, no. I mean, I didn't lose it on purpose. I was on my period. You were on your period. Excellent. And yeah. now that's, you have a, you have a period. Yeah. Okay. And it did, so did you get it? It kind of, I, I'm not a woman, um, but my girlfriend and mother are. Clearly. So, yes. So what happens? You just kind of, you just go, you're about to go and you go, Hey, cause I guess it makes sense. Because I have cramps and I don't, I mean, I didn't throw, if you're thinking that I threw no, it. No, no, no. I'm not saying. On, on it. No, no. I don't I, like the accusation that I'm some sort of. Michael Jordan here trying to make money off of a gambling debt or something. I, 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 I had cramps. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I didn't even know you could gamble on it. I was just wondering, but it makes sense. Cause maybe if you put the tampon in, right. And then it absorbs all the water in the pool. I could see how that would really slow you down. I, I think this is not a line of questioning. I about, I, 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 I apologize. I apologize. It's the people. We're asking. Um, I just have a couple more questions, and then I'll let you go. So now that your collegiate swimming career is over, everybody wants to know mm -hmm. what's next. Well, I, I went to college, much like every other woman, with the in, in the intent of meeting a husband. Yeah, and and who could take care of me? And so, and how's that? I mean, you, all, there must be a lot of there must be a lot of eligible men. Uh, at swim meets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. And yeah, at Penn, well, you know, I, I mean, that's an Ivy League school you go to. You got to be, there, there's no shortage of smart, smart, potentially successful men out there. Well, I, I, I mean, maybe because I'm a swimmer, they're intimidated by the, the broad shoulders or something. I don't know. Swimmer's physique, a lot of the girls, we don't have much luck. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Well, ho hopefully that works out. I mean, you're uh, famous. I imagine you'll be doing all sorts of press once you graduate from school. So I imagine that the gentleman yeah. callers will be a call. Well, this is just you know? the first start. This is the first start in my press tour. Oh, I am honored. Honestly, I, I tried to get a hold of you. I could not believe that I was able to. I was shocked, to be honest. Um, well, the phone is always on. I, I appreciate you, Leah. Okay, uh, last question, and then I'll let you go. Any final message for the haters? The haters? The haters. The um, people, your detractors. All the people who are saying that you should not be swimming because you were born in a man's body. Well, they're just Even jealous, though you have a women's I'm not about, They're just jealous. And I'm not about to waste my time worrying about insignificant people who want to tear down institutions. Um, I'm just more interested in swimming with the gals and, and then focusing on small minded people. I mean, if you hate me, you must hate a part of yourself. And, and God knows I know what that's like. Yeah. I mean, uh, that is a very well, very well put. Um, very well put. I think you have a very promising, promising future, Leah, ahead of you. 
And uh, thank well, you thanks. for thank you for calling in, and I wish you all the best. It's my pleasure. Take care. And um, my my phone is always on. Oh, okay. You know what? Maybe we'll get you a call back because you know, especially. Yeah, call, well, you don't have to call me about the um, the podcast. We could just call and, and gab. Yeah, we could just coffee. chat. Just yeah, not even record it. Just me and you. Just, yeah, just chat. yeah, we could just get together. Cool. I'm looking for a husband. You are looking for. I have a girlfriend actually, but. Um, Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I have a lot of friends, though. Have you ever heard of this? My friend JJ Lieberman. He's kind of. He's um, LGBT guy. Oh well, I I don't. You're not into that. I'm I'm in the toilet. Okay. All right, Leah. Thank you very much. I appreciate you very much, Leah. Take. Well, thanks so much. Take take care. Bye bye. All right, that was Leah Thomas, everybody, and definitely not comedian Dan Guyrie. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, you know we just wanted to get her her uh, her side of the of the issue. Um, okay, that was Leah. Leah shooting her shot, as someone's saying in the uh, <laughs> in the thing uh, in the chat, and we have another guest calling in. Uh, or I'm calling them because I don't have a producer. So I, I do everything. I do the calling. So uh, Siraj, if you don't know Siraj, super funny guy. Uh, so the worst tweet, I, I wonder if this made the list. It must have made the list. We could talk to him about it. Uh, but the worst tweet that I've maybe ever seen in my life came last week from uh, Peter Schiff. If you don't know Peter Schiff, notorious, famous gold bug. He, he, every week he's calling for a financial meltdown. He gets one once every 10 years, broken clocks twice or right twice a day. But this is his tweet. He goes, uh, Zelensky president of Ukraine goes and meets, um, he goes and does like a teleconference to the U S Congress. And this is Peter Schiff's tweet. I understand times are hard, but doesn't the president of the Ukraine own a suit? I don't have much respect for current members of the U.S. Congress either, but I still wouldn't address them wearing a T-shirt. I wouldn't want to disrespect the institution of the United States. Holy shit. I get he's a bit of a troll, but goddamn holy shit. Peter Schiff, he got an epic ratio on that bad boy. Um, and we're going to call Siraj. Talk to him about it and see what he's up to. So let us... Do that. Hello? Hello, Siraj. How are you? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm excellent. Hold on a second. I got to bring... I, I, I'm, I'm doing everything myself. So currently, um, our last... The photo of our last uh, caller is up, who is... Uh, transgender swimming icon leah thomas she just called in um so you have to follow but your picture's way better than the one uh that that she had so am i like the swimmer standing next to her no no no. i you know what i gotta get a good i have a good photoshop guy but i i didn't uh i didn't think that through you're, you're way more on point with all the uh with all the uh the photoshopping you got a good photoshop game but so i'm i'm joined by siraj uh co-host of the habibi bros podcast and uh you're the creator of the infamous list is that what you call it it's just the list right it's just the list yeah it's the list how'd the list the start list 
How did the list start? The list started. The list started because Kellyanne Conway got dunked on by her husband George Conway in December 2019. This is during the first Trump uh, Trump impeachment saga. So, and oddly enough, it ties into Ukraine because obviously the first impeachment saga was all about Ukraine and Trump's conversation with now the basically the the next Andrew Cuomo, Vladimir Zelensky. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> trust me, Danny, I'm just waiting for those sexual harassment <laughs> and assault allegations to just drop any moment now. And basically, Kellyanne Conway posted a video of, of Joe Biden. It was just a, you know, bumbling candidate, you know, doing Joe Biden things, saying things that don't make sense. And... Kellyanne basically tweeted something along the lines of like, uh, we need Ukraine's help to beat this guy. And George basically quote tweeted her saying, your boss apparently thought so. I was like, whoa, hold the phone. <laughs> that was hold a crazy this relationship. This is, yeah, this is your wife here. You're not dunk on your wife in public like that. And especially in like a serious nature like that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I got to take that phone, George. Like, just give me a phone. And I just like created like the list out of thin air. I acted like it always existed. Amazing. And like Trump and Trump got bumped down from number one so that George Conway could be number one. I was on the initial list. It was only five people. No one had their uh, Twitter handles uh, included. So nobody knew they were on the list. <laughs> yeah. Maybe about like day three or four when one of my colleagues said, at them, you coward. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll start adding them. And then I just, you know, expanded from five to like 10. And it was like every day for like the next like three, four months. And then when the lockdowns came in place in 2020, everybody flooded online and it went insane. And so I couldn't keep up with everything. Yeah, so it changed everything from a daily list to a weekly list. Yeah. It's bananas. I mean, the, did you see the Peter Schiff? I, I don't know if you've been watching, but the, I just, Peter Schiff, yeah. his, his most recent tweet the, about Zelensky not wearing a suit. Dude. Yeah. He made number five this past. That's list. it. That's he only made number five. He only made number five. You God know why? damn. Because, Who's number one? Yeah, Because all the other ones were basically cheering on death. And, uh, it was either a ba- so there was, uh, you know, the, the, the Fox News uh, crew in Ukraine, two of them were killed and another one was wounded. Um, basically, you had people within the corporate press basically getting in their snide political remarks about Fox News being like a pro-Putin outlet. And in the same sentence as writing about how tragic it was that these uh fox crew members died uh in a war zone it's insane uh yeah there's a lot of really really horrible people on twitter what do you think it is about twitter especially for people who are not like private they're not anonymous like people say some really crazy shit like from their public facing profile it's it's well you know it's weird if you, I don't know how long you've been on Twitter, Danny, but it's one of since those the things get go. Like, since the get go, okay. So you were like there in like the early 2010s when basically like the craziest tweets were rewarded with the most amount of engagement. So people would literally tweet the, the most insane shit, and they would go viral because of it. Yeah. And so that that like mentality started to carry over as like sort of like the mainstream feature of Twitter. And it didn't really start to like bite people in the ass until maybe I want to say Justine Sacco. Was she the one who went on the flight 
And yes, she's the, yes, I I read about that. So Justine Sacco, uh, that became like one of the first major cancel, you know, first moments on Twitter where like cancel culture was involved because she was like some sort of PR comms executive. And she's like, um, basically tweeted something along the lines of like, I'm going to Africa worried about getting AIDS. And then she said, just kidding. I'm white. And yeah, then, <laughs> and then she and then, put, and then the phone, and, and this is before Wi-Fi on planes, right? So she, so she takes off on this like fourteen-hour flight, yeah, and then she lands, takes her phone off of airplane mode, and her fucking life is over. Like, like yeah. the mob but has gone. So like, she's like so been fired it. by this point. Like the whole yeah. thing, right? Every yeah, over the course of the entire flight, you know, <laughs> she's still dormant. And there's like the hashtag that starts trending says, has Justine landed yet? Oh, yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was, yeah. But honestly, like that even wasn't the worst tweet of the decade. I think it really started with Anthony Weiner because if you think about it. He's my neighbor. Anthony Weiner's your neighbor. Like not my next door neighbor, but like he lives like four buildings over from me. That's hilarious. I see him all the time with his kids. That's so funny. So I kind of want to walk up to him, but I'm like, he probably gets bugged a lot. Yeah, he probably does. I, you know, Anthony Weiner, I made an all-decade list back uh, right as soon as 2020 wrapped up. So I did the all-decade list. So it was 2011 to 2020. Anthony Weiner ended up at number one because if it wasn't for him sending a photo of his junk publicly to – or his balls, I should say, <laughs> you would never have – you would never have um, the – uh, James Comey seizing Huma Abedin's laptop with um, Hillary Clinton emails on it two weeks before the 2016 election and basically creating an entire shift away from everyone talking about the uh, Access Hollywood tape that of uh, Trump, you know. The, Wait, the, that was the original the uh, pretext for getting her laptop was because of him? It was because of Anthony Weiner because he was under he was indicted for basically um, messaging a, uh, a, a minor, minor, right? I had yeah. I did not know that that that's uh, I did not know that that, that that's yeah. how they yeah. the, so the Hillary Clinton emails was because he sent a dick pic. Was the, yeah, the dick pic her, her around started, the world. It all started when he sent that that one tweet in 2011. And, and and I don't think people realize how crazy May 2011 was. That may have been the craziest month, um, but but the most underrated month because it started off with the the raid that killed Osama bin Laden, and then it ended with Anthony Weiner um, sending a dick pic. Wild. That's a wild, wild month. That was um, a wild. Some month. people are asking, by the way, what's the easiest way to find the list? Just on Twitter. Yeah, so I actually created a new Twitter account for the list. It's at list comes for all because it actually does come for all. Mm-hmm. And I almost um, made the list. Danny, you were very close, I think, at one point of making the list. And it was right after I did your podcast. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. It was what the so tweet it was, was because of the cuties thing, and then my friend Corinne Fisher, we were like joking, and then she just made a joke about um like a t-shirt where it's like I watched cuties and all I got was this lousy erection. <laughs> and then I made the t-shirt 
and I go, hey, my friend Corinne, and, and then people went fucking crazy. Oh, and yeah. Remember that? Right. And all these people were tagging you being like, this guy's number one on the list. Oh, my God. And all these, like, I had, like, literal, like, this weird corner of the internet, these, like, neo-Nazis coming after me. That's they were, like, legit. So... And then they found out I was, like, like, Jewish, and, like, I was oh getting, my like, God. dude, honestly, at one point, my Twitter like notifications when I looked at it was just like, it was like, like the wheel of fortune wheel. It's just like, that's like so nonstop. Funny. That's was, hilarious. Yeah. It was, that's so funny. It was crazy. But I, I remember that too. Yeah. I remember in, in like having known, having, having known who you are and, and had you on the show <laughs> and like actually met you in person. Like it was one of those things was like, I can't put them on the list. This is, like, this, <laughs> but it was like, like the week before <laughs> I know. And it was also literally one week or sorry, one week after, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. I have, uh, uh, that, that was very funny. Uh, so I have a question about, so you, can I say where you live now? Does are you like, this is yeah, secret, no, I'm not, secret I, I, state? People, people know where I live. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause sometimes people are like, yo, so you live in Florida now, right? I'm in Florida. Yeah. I'm okay. a Florida man now. So you're a Florida man. Now. How do you like it? I love it, man. You I moved can from never, the swamp. I can never leave. I live in a literal swamp. I moved no, but from you were, one swamp you, to another. Yeah. You went from the figurative to the literal swamp. Yeah. Nice. And honestly, you never real, you know. And Danny, I never wish DC on anyone, but you re you never realize how toxic that city is until you leave it and go to Florida. And go to Florida. I mean, I would. I love Florida. Florida, the most underrated state, in my opinion. It really is. I went uh, there. Well, and I go. They, I what a PR. Rated. It's probably rated maybe now, but two years ago, before COVID, it was highly underrated. Um, right, yeah, because everybody likes to drag it. I even used to drag it. Everybody like, does. Every it's, time it's, I go fuck, you know, yeah. it's a punching bag. And you go yeah, there but like, and you're honestly, like, like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. You're like, what's the issue? Even people place? who hate Florida, even people who constantly criticize Florida for like COVID stuff, they come down here for vacation. I mean, just look at AOC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. So I have one question and then I'll let you go. Um, this don't say gay bill. Everybody's talking about yeah. this. There was this Disney walkout. It seems like it's one of those things where it's, you know, they, they, they slap this catchy little phrase, but it actually has nothing really to do with it. Absolutely. Um, it's a bunch of bullshit. I feel like the right, they, the equivalent thing that the right would do with something like this is if they go like, hey, uh, we want some new bill uh, where you need like to show your ID to buy a gun. And then everybody on the right's like, they want to ban guns. And it's the banning gun <laughs> bill. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we just want to right. do like a, a minor thing. And they go, yeah, you're, and then, cause you don't get traction with nuance. You just got to go scorched earth, black and white. So, um, did it, it passed? Yeah. I mean, I'm, like I'm just, assuming it passed, but like at the same time, like, at the, you know, the, the, the whole provision, the name is the parental rights and education bill. Yeah. And, it is specifically designed to avoid mentioning anything about, you know, uh, identity, gender identity, sexual orientation to children between the ages. Uh, I think of it from grades like preschool to third grade. And my only question is, why are you trying to fight? Why are you? And this is specifically coming from government employees and um, publicly funded uh, schools, government-run schools, and teachers. Mm -hmm. So are you specifically trying to make this hill to die on to talk to your talk to kids between the ages of like four to nine about like sex, which is if you are of like 
any sound mind, which is no age to talk about that stuff. Yeah, any I didn't learn about sex until I was like 17, I think. Yeah, I didn't learn about it until I was like 29. So, yeah, and I'm still, and I still don't know. <laughs> still learning. I don't know. I don't know how I got to where I am, and I'm yeah. So it's 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 just amazing how they take. And do they talk about it a lot in Florida? It. Like, are, is that a big thing in Florida, or is like nobody cares about it there, and it's just more of a thing everywhere else? I think people who really, uh, you know, where I am in particular, it's pretty based. So people who are talking about it are like, yeah, everyone who's saying it's a don't say gay bill is just full of shit. Yeah. Cool. Okay, buddy. I got to let you go. Uh, I appreciate Thanks, you man. very much for calling in. Um, and Danny, you're always having an open invitation on the Habibi Power. Dude, let me know. I'll come on whenever you want. Uh, happy day. Hey, man, if you're around on Thursday, let's do it. I'm in Nashville on Thursday, but... Fuck. All right. Week well, after. We'll get you another time. Week after. We'll get it. Okay. We, take care, buddy. Inshallah. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. Thanks, man. All right. That was Siraj Hashmi, everybody. Um, okay. I'm going to read uh, one email here, just because I have not got to the emails, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. Because I need to get to the emails. Okay, so this email is from John. It says, hey, Danny, I appreciate uh, you creating this show. My low-value mail question um, is, how many base points does a woman have to obtain before being considered low-value female? Do they need to focus on volume or quality? Example of volume. When my wife and I are doing any activity around the house, we can only use our right hand right eye, and make right turns. Instead of announcing mission accomplished, we simply say based upon completing tasks from the right perspective. She even applies it at work as a way of demonstrating the right way to do things. Example of quality, I injured my shoulder during a light workout and wasn't able to clean the gutters last fall. While on the ladder, each time she grabbed a handful of gross soggy leaves from the gutter, she would throw it at me and call me a little bitch. Couldn't be happier that she will be raising my kids, but I also don't like getting hit on the top of the head with this crap. How can myself and other low-value men quantify low-value female status? She's putting in the work to lower her value, but we just aren't sure how to celebrate her achievements. Um, this is from... Oh, he wanted me to shout out his rap alias, Jay Breezy, even though his name is John. Um, so, uh, the question here... I don't even... This is a weird... Uh, Weird question. I don't even know what he's really asking. I, I read this kind of, I, I'm not going to lie. I grazed over this a little bit uh, before I started. And uh, I, I don't even really know what he asked. All I can say is, John, it's good that you and your wife or girlfriend, it's your wife, um, have these kind of jokes and you get along with each other. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I, I don't know. It's, it's the, the question was confusing. Um, he just, it sounds like she's cool that she cleans the gutters. I will say this. Yes, it's, I don't even know if it's low value for your wife to clean the gutters. I'd say that's fucking awesome. If you get your wife and you go, ah, I might hurt my shoulder. I can't clean the gutters. She goes, I'll do it. You go, great. Clean it up. Okay. Um, all right. That was the email. Uh, we're going to answer more emails on the Patreon show. Listen to all the voicemails. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The phone lines are now open, everybody. The phone lines are now open. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, uh, please do. Uh, we, I uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. We got our first call. Hello. Thank you for calling hey, Danny. Value Mail. 
Hey, how's it going? This uh, is good. Lucas. Uh, what's up, Lucas? How are you doing? Not much. Just got my dog barking because he thinks someone's at the door. No. Nice, uh, nice. Um, yeah. Where are you calling from? So, I yeah, uh, calling from Oregon. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I've never been to Oregon. Oh, yeah, you is should. It, is it like how they say, say it is on Fox News with all the Antifas and everywhere? Or is that just like one intersection in Portland? Uh, you know, it's like most things, it's a little bit of both. Um, kind of the downtown area. Yeah. In the, general, got pretty bad. I mean, that's kind of been going on for years, though, little bits and pieces. Um, I, I actually went and saw Jordan Peterson when he came to Portland, and they, they made a real show. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet they did. Yes, I, they I did. can't imagine. He said like... it was the only city that had uh, come out for him in that way. <laughs> surprising, surprising. He's a he's a kind of an unliked figure, so that is kind of surprising. But anyways, yeah. what, what what can I uh, what can I do for you? Yeah, so I had some uh, sort of investment uh, psychology question for you. Oh, okay. And then uh, some conspiracy theories. If we All right, yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> So um, generally with my investing, I, I'm pretty conservative and kind of do the, you know, the index fund situation, but that's fine. Just, some, just the S&P 500. Yeah. Uh, kind of uh, like mutual funds and just, some yeah, yeah, just bond, like bond very... indexes, kind of a mix of, you know, boring stuff. Mm -hmm. um, How old are you? Uh, 34. 34. Okay. Yep. So I've had a couple chances uh i guess to to make bigger money but i've played so conservatively that you know i you know i can't complain i've i've done all right but have major regrets now you have uh, fomo so, is, is, is yeah, what the exactly. lads call it um, so so and what, what well, for, were these opportunities well, one example yes go ahead what yeah, was that no i was saying what, what were these uh opportunities yeah well, so one uh i was uh, back in grad school in like 2011, I was mining Bitcoin. Okay. Um, smart. And yeah, smart. Uh, I still have a job, so that's kind of how that went. Um, <laughs> so, I yeah, I I mined. I I tried to look back and see what it was, but it, it hurts me a little. Yeah, too much, you're but just like I just can't know. That's like when you can mine like a Bitcoin a day, kind of thing, like no problem on like uh, just a shitty. Yeah, I, I worked out. It was. Over the summer, and I think I mined like 150 Bitcoin. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I, yeah, I wish I wish at the time I, I you, know, at the, I, you know, I was in grad school making almost no money and, you know, had spent quite a bit of money on GPUs to do the mining, and I, I really wanted to recover that. Yeah. I mean, look, no, there are very few people who legitimately – you know, could have predicted that Bitcoin would get to the price that it did. Like, I don't know, especially after like, you have to have some, something really wrong with you in my opinion, where if you wrote it to 20,000 back down to 3000, right. back up to 69,000, like there's something wrong with your brain. Um, but people did it. I'm sure they did it, but to do it, you know, exclusively, but anyway, so what that was, is that the thing or is there something else? I mean, this more, I've had little successes like, um invested oh, not that much money into tesla in like nice. 2017 or something like that yeah me too i i have a ryan my buddy ryan long he, he always makes fun of me because i bought tesla about the same time and i told him i said i was like i'm never selling this i don't care i'll never uh -huh. sell this ever 
And then in 2020, in like May of 2020, Tesla went from like $900 pre-split to right. 300 and then it went back to 900 and I was like, fuck it. And I just sold it because I was like, I'll kick myself if it goes back to 300 <laughs> And I sold it. And that, and that was a huge mistake. That cost me a I've like, had some, yeah, I've, I did the same thing with Tesla, not with the original investment, but I had bought yeah. more and had some big I mean, that is regrets. one of the hardest things with, it's a known thing with investing. One of the hardest things to do is nothing. That is yeah. generally, you know, it's with your Bitcoin. But the problem is, is that a lot of times one of the worst things you can do is also nothing. So it's very, you know, there's people who bought BlackBerry shares who were like, I'm sure telling themselves, look, the worst thing you can do is anything. Just do nothing. And then they did nothing and they lost 99% of their money. So <laughs> exactly. it, it cuts both ways. Um, well, I mean, I have, I have more, you know, now. So the sort of shift is that back then I really couldn't afford you know, to lose, you know, losing a thousand dollars or whatever I spent on the computer for Bitcoin would have been a lot. Yeah. Now I could, could do that, but it's at the same time, it just feels I mean, like, it depends well, on your personal risk tolerance, how much time you want to spend on this stuff. I would say if you have other hobbies, like unless you really want to get into it, that really the best thing you can right. do is just plow your money in the S and P 500. If you want to go, you know, if you want a little action, or whatever, go make yourself a little trading account and plop, you know, put 1% of your yeah. money in there and see what you can kind of spin it up to. And the kind of th I've, what I've done with that account is just kind of buy companies that I like. And I don't know if that's worked out just because like 2020 and 2021 were gangbusters for everything, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. You kind of got to give yourself a better time frame. But, I mean, yeah. it, it, if you like doing that and you get some sort of entertainment or some sort of, like, intellectual satisfaction out of that, I'd say go ahead. But the end of the day, the odds are you, after all is said and done, you probably will not beat just buying yep. the S&P 500 and reinvesting the dividends. You probably yep. won't. You might. You probably won't. All right, let's get this. What's the conspiracy theory? Let's do the conspiracy theory. Well, it's returning to one that's already been covered, but, uh, you know, the Great Reset and yes. our friend Klaus Schwab. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the bit of research. It's kind of a funny one because it, it's the sort that's generated all the articles that are like uh, all the right-wing conspiracy theorists about the Great Reset, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much of it is out in the open. Like a couple months after COVID started, he wrote a book called COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab wrote this book? Yeah. And in it, he he's been advocating for what he calls stakeholder capitalism for quite a long time, which is basically instead of shareholder capitalism, where supposedly the public has input into how the company goes, him and Bill Gates and all the other people get to be the stakeholders. And because they're really smart, they get to decide what to do yeah and, i'm sure i'm sure the regular people love that <clears throat> yeah and and that connects with like the esg scores and uh things around where they get to it, did value. he kind of start the whole esg stuff is is that from the World that, economic forum that i don't know i don't know if they started it but they definitely promote it as well as all the other weird creepy stuff like eating bugs you know, yeah, the bug, the bug thing but... is, uh, I, I know that's a big meme where people are like, I won't eat the bugs. Um, that, that is, that is a, a weird one. Just because the one thing I will say is like, I've, I went to Asia and in Asia, it's like pretty common that people eat bugs. Sure. They just eat bugs. 
And they're, sure. they're not even begrudgingly eating bugs. They're not like, oh, fuck, it sucks we have to eat these bugs. They're just like, these are delicious. <laughs> like, they look at you like you're stupid. Like, they're like, oh, you want some bugs? And you're like, no, oh, my God. Uh, you, you're like, I'm going to throw up if I eat that. And they're like, right, now yeah. you're lost. And... Well, the reason they, they, they want us to eat bugs, though, is because it's going to prevent climate change. Right, or, right, right. You know, some other reason. And someone asked me to find, find a source. Like, no one's saying to eat bugs. And I, I Googled it. I had not actually looked it up beyond, you know, seeing screen caps of stuff. And, you know, like 10 articles came oh, up. I, from well, BBC I know that like definitely a lot of the life hacker type people are like, you know, they're going to turn crickets into protein powder because it's just a way. And I mean, I'm not opposed to something like if they go, here's a cricket protein powder and has as much protein as, you know, a man dairy based one. You don't know it tastes like crickets. I'll be like, I don't know. Sure. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like you, a steak. I mean, I like a steak too, but and I don't want to. I don't want to replace my steak with crickets for sure. Yeah. But if they go, here's a steak that looks exactly like a steak, and you can't tell the difference that it's not a steak, but it's made of crickets. I'd be like, oh, I guess I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to try it. Yeah, yeah, but I just people don't want to be forced. I think is is the. Uh, but so yeah. that that's the conspiracy theory. Well, or, or you know, I, I think that that level is, you know, pretty indisputable. Like he's written the books. He wants this weird system. He's got all his buddies that go out there. Maybe it's just for boys club stuff or whatever. But um, the next level of it would be like, well, what does that really mean? What do they really want? And, you know, you could draw some parallels with like communism and the dictatorship of the proletariat, like. You know, these really smart guys get to be in control of, you know, what companies do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, world. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, I was talking about it on last week, but it's like they, they have the worst PR because, you know, you don't they never talk about any of the good things that they've done. Nobody talks about I'm sure they have one good thing under their belt. Well, it's not even really clear what. You know what they do besides have these meetings they just I have mean, these meetings so... but i mean they they must it must be some sort of sphere of influence where they they've done there must be one thing where they go look we did that that was good yeah but, i don't know but nobody just, talks about it all people talk but, about is that these guys are fucking super villains I mean, the, the name itself makes you think you know it's like oh it's the world health organization or some you know national you know recognized organization but it's really just yeah it's just a bunch of like super rich people who just go yeah to Switzerland. yeah yeah and it, it is really weird uh the other thing that so they have this list of all these politicians who they're like recognized up-and-coming leaders or whatever and trudeau's on there um but then there were a few uh conservative uh representatives and stuff so like Dan Crenshaw, and so now everyone's all like, "Oh, what is Dan Crenshaw up to?" Right. And does he um, apply, or do they just pop him on the list to go, "Hey, we?" No, I don't think I don't think anyone knows for sure. That'd be funny. They should put Donald Trump on there just to just to <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that I I consider that they they're doing it as a little just a little just a little game. Fun, fun little joke. They go, "Yeah, Donald Trump's yeah. on the list," and then people go, "What the fuck?" And they go, "Yeah, we put Joe Biden on there too." Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Th thanks for calling in. Uh, yep. Thank you. It. Take care. Bye. All right. Yeah, we got a back-to-back -back, uh, World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab questions. I don't know about this Klaus Schwab fellow. Maybe we'll have him call into the podcast sometimes. Okay, we got a we got a caller. Hello, Danny. Hey, how's it going? Who am I speaking with? Not to, it's Steve. Steve Calvert. Oh, Steve, what's up, buddy? How's it going, man? 
I'm watching the show. I was at, uh, it's, it's great. I guess it's not live if I'm talking right now. Then. It is live. No, 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 it is live. There's oh, a minor fine. delay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's like a probably a five second delay, but it is live. Well, why do we want to be one of those douchebags who like has radio on the background, you know? And, like, no, no, no I, I, I mean, I get that probably like twice a week because, well, people are listening to it and then you just don't, you're listening and then you call in and you just don't think to turn it off. And then right well, when it comes on, then there's this feedback and you go, oh, shit. Well, it was such, such a wonderful face to be looking at and, and such an immaculate apartment there. She's like, I'm going to away. Oh, thank like, you. Uh, this is New York living like, at its like, finest right here, man. <laughs> What's that? Robin Leach, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, right? You should have their own show. Oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I know, Danny, it's, it's great. It's all I'm doing, you know, to say it's, uh, you know, it's nice to catch up with you. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so people don't know, uh, we, we went to high school together and we're, we, we, we were neighbors pretty much down the street. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it was funny. I, was, I didn't know I didn't know what kind of topics we were getting into, but like. A lot know, of lo- people like a lot of the. Cause what do you think about the World Economic Forum? You know anything about that? Oh, Daniel, huge! I, I, I took I took a bullshit policy degree at uh, at Guelph. Come on, um, they're grooming. You know when they talk about grooming, they groomed these assholes. It's like how like you know skull and bones groomed. Yeah, yeah. You know, certain American elites, they've done that with these two. You can see it in the way uh, the inflection and the pauses. It's like it's like how Barack speaks. You know, it's like that sort of that that conviction where it's like you have no reason, like you're. He, like I, I could he say he's a giant douche. Like he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a horrible whore. Just this person in general. Like you know, who's that? We, Klaus Schwab. Oh well, him too. Him, him too. But at least he's smart. But he's not running around blackface making you know making us look stupid, right? Like, are you talking about Trudeau? Oh no, yeah, he's just he's just he's just a clown, man. He's just he's just he's it's such, and remember he went over to the states and like dressed up or something. He went oh yeah, yeah. He's he's he's, he's got all sorts Hollywood. of. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's, he's he's a bit embarrassing. I mean, when I moved well, to America, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we got Trump," and I was like, "Dude, like we got our own problems, man." Um, yeah. How's how's things in Canada? Is everything opened up? Uh, well, it's, it's it's weird. It's it's you know we are you know uh, a little bit like you know when you remember living here, it's like a little bit of like a socialist kind of thing going on where it's like there's older people wearing masks, and I feel bad when I'm out and about, but like. You know, uh, Ian, uh, my, uh, Ian's doing awesome as well. He just, uh, Ian's got a baby. He's, uh, oh, cool. he's 10, 10 months old, Jack. So, so to see Jack, when this all started, to be able to see Jack, even though I was, you know, a- I'm not anti-vax. I was just like pro-family. Like, I need, I want to see, yeah, yeah. you know, I my mean, nephew. That's, that's not crazy. Like, that's not a crazy position yeah, at all. So, but, but, you know, when, when, I, when I was getting when I was getting this, and then, you know, I was one, like, you know, I, I've got, you know, what, you know what you're trying to do for me, man? You've got you to follow me on, or at least go on my Instagram or follow me on Instagram, because I was calling her the Wuhan. You know, the Wuhan virus, like, before, like, when I first got into, like, learning about it, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, I'm like, so it, the, the the wet market's, like, 500 meters from this Wuhan lab, lab of biology? Like, nobody yes. put that together? Like, nobody, no one, no, nobody's realized Well, they put it together now, and they just don't really care. But they, they screwed everyone on here. Like, I was watching Crowder, right? like, they, they, they basically had to, you know, they got uh, a strike for, you know, one of the guys on the, the, the panel, say, just, just saying that it you know that was a possibility yeah it's just it's, well i know that was the big thing they they changed it they kind of after the fact it was kind of what i was saying at the intro too where it's like they you know you say something go yeah you're not allowed to say that they, they were saying that saying the lab leak was racist like in <clears throat> january of 20 
21 or like 2020 they're like if you said it was it was lab leak they're like that's racist and and they're like you get kicked out like zero hedge got kicked off of twitter for that and then well, and even, then like three months later they're like yeah it's totally plausible well and even trump 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 called the you know the, the china china virus like he was right he was like you know it was called it was called the Spanish flu was called the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was that was just the media. They were looking for anything yeah. to kind of take him down. Um, I, can I just say? Can I just say on Aaron? At least I, I loved. I loved Donald Trump. Like I, I just, <laughs> maybe not as like I like. Can I, like am I going to get like doxed now? I don't no, know. no, nobody's going to dox you, dude. This is on I'm, YouTube. You can say you love Donald I love, Trump. I mean, that's your yeah, right. That is your right <laughs> as a uh, red-blooded Canadian. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Like, to say you like, love Donald like, Trump. Fuck Grab, grab some pussy. Just don't fucking ruin our fucking image, man. You're, you know. Like, <laughs> Who are you talking about now, Trudeau? Well, yeah, Trudeau's ruining our image. All right. Okay, cool. I, I got. Thanks for calling, everybody. I, I got some more people calling in. But hey, nice talking I'm, to you, dude. Absolutely. All right, take absolutely. care. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, I'll let you up soon. Great show, man. Great okay. show. All right. That was uh, my buddy Steve um, from Burlington, Ontario. If you know where that is. Um, all right. We got another caller here. Hello. Thank you for calling Low Valley Mail. Who am Hello. I speaking with? Hey, this is Adam. What's up, Adam? How you doing, man? Hey, I think I timed this perfectly. I'm doing good. How are you? I just I just got the second at trivia. You just got first. second in trivia? Yeah, yeah. Not we got twenty bucks. That's good. What was first? Yeah, yeah. What'd you get for first? Uh, first is thirty. We got, we oh, got okay. first last week. Oh, okay. But we got second this week. Just like at a bar? Yeah, brewery, yeah. In nice. Atlanta. So you kinda of lit up or what? Uh well I drove. So I just oh, had two beers. Bummer. I just said two beers. So I All don't right, think that's, so. That's fine. Um, Adam's a good boy. Uh what, yeah. what can I uh do for you, Adam? I had a job interview today. I'm just fucking around. Okay. I'm not interested. Don't tell them that. But I won't. Um they asked me. Uh, what is a controversial opinion that you hold? I assume they yeah, mean professionally. Yeah, the fuck. What kind of job is this? Well, you don't have to give yeah, details. As much engineer. details. Okay, software engineer. <laughs> so for I, a I big mean, co- I, for I a big corporation. Like, for, like uh, what? For a big corporation. Like, no startup, but startup. I, I assume it. I assume it meant like professionally. So I answered like software engineering. But like, let's say you could answer either one that you hold for real or like. You know, like what? Like I think you did economics. Like let's yeah, yeah. give me, g- give me, give me like a real one, and give me like a controversial economic well, opinion that you have. If you were an economist or something, and yeah, yeah that's all. Oh, I'm not an economist. Um, but yeah, if you were, but whatever. I mean, I would probably do something stupid because they, I would, they like, they would be like, hey, what's a controversial opinion you have? Not realizing that they're talking about economics, and I would just be like, <laughs> there's only two genders, and they're like, no, 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 we meant about economics. I go, Dude, oh, I started what? off. I, I started. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I went to professional, but I started off. I was like. Oh, I can't tell you that. It was a black lady. She's like, can't tell me what? And I was like, oh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> anyway, all right. Have you yeah, ever heard uh, of cool, phrenology? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But all you right. don't even want the job? Why don't you want the job? You know what they're saying? Uh, I was listening right. to Jerome Powell, and he's, he's saying- My job's better now, but yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're just you're just taking up, you're doing interviews even though you don't even need a new job? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy, actually, what's going on in America right now, where there's so many- uh, there's a lot of job openings, but there's there's not for enough, now. There, but there's not enough people to take them. They're, like, they're, they'd like, be raising those points, though. Oh, definitely they are. There's um, a friend of mine. Uh, they were talking about on their other podcast. They're, they're like these Wall Street guys, but they were saying like the really good chance that wages are just going to go up a lot. 
Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Anyways, cool, Adam. Um, yeah. So you didn't, what was the controversial opinion you gave? It was, it was just. I software. mean, it's very software specific, oh, okay. but I basically I said uh, pre-production environments are overrated, which is like the environment that you use before you like release it. I oh, think okay. it's overused, but yeah. And, and what, what was her reaction? Did it get the reaction you wanted? I, she was a recruiter, but she just like nodded and took notes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right, cool. Adam, um, thanks. Oh, yeah, you have anything else you want? Huge, huge fan. No, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, nothing fun. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. I can call back if it's, there's dead time or whatever. All right, cool. Thanks, Adam. I right, mean, see you. Take care, bye. That was Adam. Yeah, you definitely got to watch out for those uh, job interviews where they try and bait you into uh, you telling them something about you because um, that's not what they want. Okay, we got another caller. Hello. Thank you for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Daniel from Vegas. Daniel, oh, I, I believe in. you called in last week. I did. I sure did. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what, can you refresh my memory? What, what did you call in about? Um, I called in about uh, the value, or sorry, the price. And actually, Oh, was clarify. that you? You were the price of oil related to Bitcoin or some shit? The price of oil related to the fact that the Saudis may now buy oil in yen. And so just to clarify oh, okay. what I'm what I meant to say is the value of not the value of the dollar as the value of the dollar drops, the price of Bitcoin, which is priced out in, in dollars will inversely go up, but yes. I have a different question. for Okay. You today. Yes. What's up? Okay. So you're in front of a computer, right? Have you heard about the father of all bombs? By the Russia? father of all bombs? Yeah. No, I have not heard of the father of all bombs. Please enlighten so me. So the United States military has the mother of all bombs. They came out with that. And then I guess to taunt them uh, back in the day when Russia was Soviet, they came out with the father of bombs, which both of those are non-nuclear weapons. However, they um, if you go on like Google, I've heard of the mother of all I've heard of the mother of all bombs. So and they're not nuclear weapons. They're not. They're officially classified as uh, thermobaric weapons. what, what, What kind of damage can they do? So they're detonated above ground. And they um, they do about seven kilometers worth of damage in, in, in diameter. Damn, that would suck. Yeah, so if I hope they, they drop start one of those using on New York City, oh yeah, no, fucked. trust me. But if they do that in Ukraine, do you think that would justify NATO to? Because it's not technically nuclear, right? So they could say, okay, well, maybe that's fine. But that's um. That's a good question. I, I don't know. Is I don't know about the NATO rules. Uh, I mean, I feel like if they literally, like, especially if they dropped that on a city and it had seven-kilometer radius destruction, I don't know. I don't know if if that's, a, like, the red line for the U.S. Uh, I don't know I mean, exactly has, what the red line is. There's actually um, a really popular, like, cartoon in russia called masanya okay and my masanya does it used to do social commentary but always stayed out of politics and then for the first time ever about a week ago they came out with a new episode that was very political um and so i don't know nobody's if you have ever heard Russian... of them nobody's ever heard of them since <laughs> no <laughs> well i mean we don't know we don't know uh no i it's don't know that my, my parents do not watch any russian programming my grandmother though because that's she doesn't speak english super well she watches just she has like a satellite dish and she watches all these like russian channels but it's mostly just they're all just dancing and singing all the time that's all they seem to do 
all her shows are just they're just dancing and singing. Doesn't oh. they all just seem the same to me? But no, I don't think she watches shit like that. So I don't know. But anyways, what was the point of the article? The war is bad or good? Well, no, war is bad, of course. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe a... they're maybe they're trying to, you know, get uh, when, when the oligarchs lose all their shit. Maybe they're trying to get some of that stuff. It's hard for me to take a definitive stance on this, being a Russian immigrant. Mm-hmm. But obviously, seeing the images and the videos and everything is kind of heartbreaking. But yeah, uh, of course, totally. yeah. Um, but what, sorry, so what did the cartoon say? So it went real negative on Putin. That basically said that, hey, look, the whole world is against you. Like, and and the the whole kind of uh, premise is there's there's two Russian friends, and they have a Ukrainian friend who was born in Russia, but all of his family is in Ukraine. So they're like, look, we got to turn off the Wi-Fi, keep them off uh, the TV. Uh, let, let's not let them find out. You know, make sure that what's going he on. Can't. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And then at the end, it's like, all right, well, here it is. And then they cut to a sequence of images, one after the other, of all of these civilian uh, locations being bombed and everything. So it's, it's pretty tragic. And by the way, I'm not Asian. I, somebody was chatting. Someone said uh, you were last. <laughs> he sounds Asian. They said I was. You like, actually yeah, kind no. of sound Asian. I could see like you could be like a very like Eastern. Like... Yeah, there's two. There's two percent in me. I, I did the. 23 and me kit. Yeah. which by the way what do you think they do with that dna do you think they store it for the future uh i mean they definitely the put human? you in a database so if any family member of yours has, has ever been like a serial killer or something they're gonna get caught because of that uh what exactly they do with it i'm not sure but i do know the the Uz, i went to an uzbeki restaurant in florida and they're basically asian even though but they all speak russian right yeah i mean well but they don't. I mean, about, but if you hear them talk, they don't sound Asian. I don't know what it is about you that sounds Asian, but something. Three quarters of Russia is in Asia, so I, guess I mean, there you go. Yeah, sense. I mean, but technically, yeah, in in that in that sense, you are. Okay, cool, Daniel. Thank you All for right, calling cool. in. Appreciate it, buddy. Awesome. Have a good day. You bye too. Bye. bye. All right, that was uh, Russian Asian Daniel, and uh, he's calling in. I don't even. Yeah, the, he, he last week he was trying to t- tell me about something about the. Oil and Bitcoin, and it was really confusing. Um, the phone lines are open. By the way, if people here are watching on uh, Rumble or Reddit, uh, thank you for tuning in. Okay, we got another call. Hello, thank you for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Mike from Michigan. What's up, Mike from Michigan? How are you doing? Yeah, I've got a question for you about uh, peacocking. I've got like an idea. I haven't okay. tried it out yet, but I'm probably moving to a new city. Okay. Uh, in the springtime. How old so, are you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five years old. Okay, moving to a new city. All right. Yeah. So I'm from the Chicago area. I'm currently living and working in Michigan, and I think I'm gonna move back to the Chicago area. Nice. I love Chicago. Um, whether Great that city. be because I get a job there, or I might just try to do my current job remotely. That's an option for you, and then you just want you just want to live in a larger city. Yeah, and it's also like where I'm from. That's cool. Um, okay, so let's hear your peacocking. Uh, yeah, I know you had the guy who had the boot idea. The and that boot was a very him, that is a, honestly uh, Brian Das Boot Brian very good idea because it's so out of, out of the box, which is kind of the the key thing is you gotta be unexpected. So so let's hear what you uh, what your idea is. Yeah, right? well, this has maybe been done before, but I've got a Polaroid camera. Yeah, so I feel like just like being in a bar and like 
taking pictures of people like with a Polaroid camera. And then you got to give them the picture because it's creepy. Like if you keep it. Right. 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 But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just. But people always love how those pictures turn out. Like they always look just like it's like back in the day. And I don't know something about the way like the the lighting. Women just love to be photographed. So you kind of have a couple things going on here that work out in your favor. One, you know, you're never going to have to be super convincing women to be photographed. They love to be photographed. For the most part. So you kind of have that going for you. Yeah. I mean, I could see that working out. The problem is you're going to get a lot of guy because you're going to have to photograph a lot of guys as well to kind of, you know, cover your tracks, if you will. You know, because you don't want to be like, oh, like some guy's like, take my photo. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. And then the women see that and they'll be like, oh, this guy's up to something. Right. Yeah, that's so, true. so then you will have to take, but you know, if you're that, if you're a super extroverted type of person and you don't mind being that guy probably works out. And then you could, I mean, I don't know if this is an option, but if you can, uh, if you can get those Polaroids like pre-print, pre-printed with your like phone number on the back of them and then, Ooh. and then you give them to the girls you like. But the problem is, is that girls are going to, who like, cause you're going to have to take uh, pictures of girls you're not interested in. And then you don't want to give them mixed messages. So maybe you just bring a pen with you, a Sharpie and you can just write. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Not, just- not the worst idea. Um, Mike, not the worst idea. Uh, I don't know how much the uh, the pictures cost because you know well, you get, they aren't you get, cheap. Like that's what I'm saying. If you, you buy get them drunk, in bulk, they're like a dollar each. Yeah, like if you get loaded, you're gonna take two hundred pictures one night. Yeah, well, I don't even think I could like. Well, if I was to like really pack my pockets, I probably could, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The the camera holds ten, and maybe I'd bring like another two packs of ten, so like thirty. So and like, are you going solo or with friends? Um, I'm not sure. Like I have some old friends in the Chicago area. Yeah. Still, Cause so. if you were solo, that would almost be slightly weirder if you were by yeah. yourself with a Polaroid. I mean, depends how, I guess, kind of extroverted and personable you are. Uh, right. but you almost would need someone else, uh, kind of for cover, but honestly, not the worst idea. Uh, yeah well maybe you could be like here take a picture of us and then be like yeah now we'll take a picture of you mm -hmm. sort of thing that that could work yeah Uh, i mean yeah it sounds like it could be costly but i guess if you only bring 20 of them with you the problem though too is like if if it works the way you want then all these people are gonna be like oh take my photo and you're like i only have eight of these left (laughs) i haven't got one girl's number and i have eight photos left and and then you're gonna people because then people are gonna be like this guy's a fucking asshole like I tried to get him to take a photo and he won't do it. Yeah. So it could turn but, on yeah, they, you. It's, it's, it's a delicate one right there. Right. I guess there's a little bit of risk involved, but like there's, there's I, I always mean, a little not, bit of risk not, involved. It's not major risk. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. be too concerned about it. Uh, but it's worth a try. What, try it out and uh, call back and then let us know how it goes. Cause I'm sure some people would be interested. Yeah. I also, uh, I'm a musician and like sometimes I play, open mic nights like i'm not really good enough to be getting like paid gigs or anything but i was thinking like maybe like take polaroids of all the people up there and just give them to them and like sort of as a way to be like hey like i'm mike i live in this area too and also play music so like it seems like it could you're saying but that's not for a sexual thing that's just to meet people or uh well maybe like both okay but yeah it's sort of like I'm, i'm moving like to a new area but oh, it's okay. also like where I'm you'll, from. You'll like, so I'm not, you'll know some people, but not really. Right. I mean, any sort of scene like that, like, you know, if you go with just, I'm, I'd say like, just start playing in those scenes and you'll just meet all the people. You wouldn't even need the, 
Yeah, that sort of almost works as like a peacocking thing. Yeah, it's, exactly. I mean, playing an instrument. Especially like if you're just kind of looking to meet people. Yeah, and with the open mic scene, everybody's kind of in the same interest. So, like comedy similar, you know, like in comedy, just every, it's everybody just kind of fucks each other. But it's similar to like a workplace where it's just like you're just around these people all the time. So it kind of just naturally naturally happens. But please do call back and let us know how the Polaroid thing goes because I am interested in that. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Thanks. But all right. Yeah, that was uh that's an interesting one. I I'm not sure. It seems like it would be kind of annoying, uh, the Polaroids, but it could work. It could work. You you could you could catch the right, um, the right group of girls. You never know. All right, we got a caller here. Hello. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Danny. What is return, up? Return caller. It's uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The electrician. I'm not sure sure if you knew me from Ryan or Hoagie from uh, Denver. Ryan. Uh, Ryan it is. Yes, sir. Yes, the electrician, right? Yes, electrician from Colorado. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. How are things? Things are going good. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just been same old, same old working in the shitty building, uh, just getting everything running. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Um, so what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? What's on your mind, dude? So the main thing I wanted to talk about was a debate that I kind of got into with my family. I'm, it's, it's a, I think it's a new idea about, uh, so my family started talking about cy- potential cyber attacks coming yes. from uh, China slash Russia. I do believe that that is very likely as well. And how how devastating it could be. And I, I, I put up the argument that it would be highly, highly not devastating to us. And what, why do you say that? I, I came up with something off the top of my head, and I actually think there might be some validity to it. Well, so, what, what did they think was going to happen? So they think, well... They're they're kind of split on whether it is like a potential thing that could happen. I I don't think that it's even really possible to happen, but it's like so. <clears throat> what do they think? Like you're not gonna be able to like go to the bank and you're not gonna have a phone like that kind of level. Yeah. Like they sort of think that like if they hack the cloud or if they hack like a banking system or if something like that happens. I mean, the greatest hack that they could do is just release everybody's group chats, but they'd never do that. They don't have the fucking guts. (laughs) That would would ruin me, dude. That would ruin everybody, man. If that, (laughs) that would be the ultimate. That would honestly be like they, they go. We got the group chats. We're about to release them, and then we just be like, "Look, Ukraine's yours. It's just take the whole fucking country. You want Finland? You can have Finland too. We don't just don't do it." Um, I get sort of the mindset of you can't arrest all of us. If you cancel all of us, you cancel none of us. That's yeah, sort of that's I guess. But <laughs> fuck, man, some people are gonna get it real bad. Um, but anyway, so, and you think it's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be, again, it's like most things. It'll be somewhere in, in the middle, probably. It's not going to be like, yeah. you know, where you can't access your bank. Maybe it could, but the thing with those things is like, it's not like America doesn't have good, you know, cyber security. I'm sure some of the biggest cybersecurity companies in the world are, are based out of America. I mean, I know they are. Absolutely. And that, that's part of this, uh, this 
this uh, this mind thought. I mean, I... the one thing I will say is, remember there was like that pipeline recently that got uh, over, like the the uh, they hacked the pipeline, and it was like a ransomware thing where they wanted remember, and then they. This was like I, someone refreshed my memory, but it happened fairly recently. And then they they fucked up this like I don't know if it was natural gas or something. And then the the they didn't realize like the hackers didn't realize how bad it was, and they they just restored it and they just apologized and like we're like sorry. But obviously that could happen where there's no ransom scenario where they just say yeah we shut down your pipeline and they're like okay how much do you want and they're nothing we just don't want you to have your colonial pipeline and they're just like yeah we just don't want to have. Uh, You'd have your pipeline, and that that could be bad. There could be these little things. I don't think they're gonna like shut down the grid. Yeah, like you you would need like a major large scale invasion to actually shut down like a grid. But yeah, and they must have tons of just backups, and so I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that's kind of a you can tell your family they're a bunch of kooky conspiracy people. But I, I wanted to share the. Uh, Basically, the idea that I had, it has to do with uh, both both of our enemies, of, like at one point being communists and a large uh, death count. OK. So my theory is that because uh, China and Russia, China with their large scale like uh, hungers and their large death counts from that and Russia with all their gulags. Yeah. I think that they lost so many people in those that they lost a significant amount of potential geniuses that they could have had from those. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, Russia has lost way more geniuses from people literally just going to America. That's, that's I mean, true. I'm sure they had some, I mean, if they were such geniuses, how'd they wind up in a fucking gulag? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's plenty of geniuses that have come from just like farming families and yeah. Stuff yeah. Like I mean, I'm not saying that they don't. Uh, I'm sure there have been geniuses lost, no question. But um, I think most of them, I mean, a lot in in Russia, anyways. A lot of time, you know, when they get a chance to get out of there, they get the fuck out of there. They go to some other country that's not Russia. Well, I think most of my theory about like the uh, potential like hack, like cyber attacks, comes from like uh, like they lost so many people from their large scale like communist ideas that they probably lost a decent amount of people that would eventually have grown up to be like hack enthusiasts who would be. Um, I'm, I don't know about that. I, I mean, there's just, there's so many people there that like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they have a, a shortage. Like, I don't, I don't think Russia or China have shortages of computer engineers and stuff. They have, I mean, they have a lot of people. Uh, I mean, it's possible that they have less than they might have, but I don't think it's any sort of material difference, but I could be I, wrong. I, I don't know. Contribute to a large scale of a potential, like if, if they wanted to do like a, large scale cyber attack like it would be like a comparison to like a world war ii ground war like they they probably might have lost a decent amount of soldiers in a uh hack battle if you will maybe yeah i'm not sure but it's possible but yeah i i don't think that's the issue is that they don't have enough like manpower i think they all do it's just who has 
the best systems, I guess. I don't know. I don't know a ton about this. Um, anyways, Ryan, thanks for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was just a theory I had. I appreciate it, no Daniel. I'll, I'll be back. All right. Take care, buddy. All right, that was Ryan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think that I know it's kind of been on the news a lot, but I do legitimately think that the next, uh, the next kind of thing in this war will be the 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 cyber attacks. I mean, there could be cyber attacks already happening that they're defeating or whatever they're and they're just not letting anybody know about it, which is very possible. You know, like they could have. It, it's it's kind of like you know in a movie where. You avert this nuclear catastrophe and nobody knows. So there's like five people who know that they just, you know, averted this giant catastrophe and everybody's just walking around, living their life. No idea. Um, all right. We got uh, we got a call. I think I know who this is. Hello. Danny. Hey, it's Wallaby. Again. How's it going, Wallaby? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. See, you're doing well. Hey, yes. uh I see that whenever somebody says conspiracy theory, you get excited. I so do like conspiracy I like, theories. I'm not a crazy. I like them. I'm, I'm not. I don't believe a lot of conspiracy theories, but I enjoy talking about them and listening to them. Well, here's here's an interesting one I heard, and this is supposedly the real conspiracy behind 9-11. OK. And apparently it's the mob. Uh, I think I've heard something like that, but that seems like the mafia. Yeah, the American mafia there in New York is apparently they were, you know, forcing people to take, uh, you know, jobs that obviously wouldn't go well for them, whether, you know, they, they end up being no shows or they rob from the site. Um, there was also apparently a few miles down the road from Tower One and Two. There was a large uh, housing development that uh, there was a major lawsuit from the residents in that building because stuff was happening to their apartments, like their windows were falling out and their balconies were collapsing mm -hmm. because, like, they didn't follow uh, the proper build instructions. And there's a question as to how much rebar was actually used in this construction versus what was called for it. Um, and, then and then apparently, sorry, go ahead. Okay, but and so the mob, like, did they still? It's still the same people. The because that it was one was the same construction companies that were involved. Well, yeah, sorry. No, I just mean like the, the hijackers. Companies involved. All the hijackers. Oh no, and not, stuff. not the hijackers. No. So how did they get hijackers from like the Middle East? The, the... well, I'm not. I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm saying that the theory is that if the buildings were built properly they they might have burned a little longer. Oh, but it's, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's, I think, I think that's a pretty well, reasonable theory that if you hire the mob to build your buildings, they're going to take some shortcuts yeah. and pocket the difference. Well, I guess there's some other stuff with the Port Authority, too, um, being, I guess, and this is all just what I've found out in uh, the last couple of weeks listening to some podcasts and stuff, so... Don't listen to a fucking thing that I'm saying for a credible source. Please. Yes. No, nothing um, on this podcast show yeah. is credible. This is all nonsense. But YouTube, do they, not ban me. Yeah, do not. Um, the, apparently the Port Authority, uh, who was like the, the owners or the original construction manager from the project or whatever, uh, it was a big 
uh, scam on their end because somehow they could uh, use the future construction to leverage for investment bonds, which they could then take to get more money to leverage more construction. Okay. And I could see, yeah. I guess they never filled up the actual towers themselves. In fact, they were giving away office space to anybody that was affiliated with a government or like was a government office. It's like, Hey, we'll give you free or cheap office space in world trade center. Cause we're trying to fill it up. I, I think that's possible. My, my brother actually, um, he used to have an art gallery and one of the artists that he worked with was this guy named Paul Laffley, which if you've, if Google him, he, he makes really for people listening, he makes uh, really cool shit, but I met him and he worked, he's dead now, but he worked on, he was like an architect and he, worked on one of the floors of the world trade center or something. Mm-hmm. And he had said, he goes like, he, he basically said that they kind of were like something like they were skimping on materials and that if something happened, it would fall down. Like, he, yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, but I mean, that's the thing with the nine 11 thing is, yeah, there's, there's a lot of conspiracies. I don't know if that's necessarily a conspiracy where your thing saying, but I do definitely believe uh, that yeah, the mob was involved in shoddy construction. Sure. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, and the fact that they had a development that was very similar design down the road that ended up going to court over yeah, like injuries and deaths, you know. Yeah, but this cons- <clears throat> this conspiracy has nothing to do with who is responsible for nine eleven. This is kind of just well. The, uh, because the mob mm, didn't like. The, there's no nobody saying the mob like went and hired some. Oh, well, I'll say it. You're, but you're saying that's fun to say it. Yeah, but you're saying that the mob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're saying that the mob went and like hired these dudes from what is it, Saudi Arabia, whatever they're from. Oh no, no, no! I wasn't saying that. Um, there was another like, bit, like who's uh, hired the hijackers? Who was responsible? Oh, I don't for know them? about any of that. I'm just saying that the mob is apparently responsible for some of it because it goes further with uh, the fireproofing because when they finished the towers. Somebody in chat's going to correct me. I think it was either the late 60s or the early 70s. They finished the towers. And then, so they didn't have to do, or there, there weren't codes that made them do fireproofing until the 90s. But when they went to spray on all the fireproofing, they didn't clean any of it first. So there's like a fine layer of dust, like all over all of like the metal uh, beams and stuff that they were applying the fireproofing to. So none of it really took. Oh. And it just kind of sat on top of the dust, and when the te- when the planes hit it, it probably just got knocked off of the beams, and so it never actually did its job. Huh? I've never heard that. That's I mean that's possible. Uh, well, this this one is the podcast was actually it's called Well, There's Your Problem. They did like this three hour episode on it, and they actually they showed photos of uh, they they were like inspection photos of like I don't know some five six years after because they have you know, engineers are supposed to go and inspect stuff on a regular basis. Right. And, uh, that was, uh, one of the things, um, that that was one of the pictures they showed was, uh, the fireproof foam, like sitting on top of dust. Hmm. And so they knew this before that happened. And it was just like, yeah, what are you going to do? Interesting. Um, all right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, uh, that's, that's kind of the first I heard of that. The mob thing. That's I've all heard I got though. Not really. Um, all right, cool. Thanks for calling in, buddy. No problem. See you, buddy. All right. That was Wallaby. Uh, we got a super chat. Uh, cool. Uh, I'll read the super chat. It says, Hey, Danny P when's the last time this is from Frankenberry. Oh, nine, two. 
<clears throat> excuse me. It says, when's the last time you were in a fist fight? What's the worst you've been beat up? Love the show. Everything on this channel is credible. I imagine he says incredible, not um, credible. The last time I was in a fist fight, I've been in one fist fight in my life. It's an embarrassing story because it's not cool at all. Um, but it was in Hebrew school when I was in the fifth grade. So I would have been, I don't know, 10 years old. And then there's this kid who was like 12, but I was a big kid. He was smaller than me. And then I think he like pushed me for some reason. Cause he was like a bully, but I was like substantially larger than him, but he was older than me. And you know, like when you're young, like when you're 10, like someone who's 12 seems so old to you. So I guess maybe he thought because of the seniority thing that he could fuck around uh, and so he pushed me and then I punched him in the head like 10 times. Um, and, and then the teacher came in and that was it. And that was the only fight I've ever been in. Cause I was always the big, the biggest kid in my school for the most part, at least elementary school. And then I was never really a fighter. I was like, when I went to high school, it was, it was funny because I went to this Jewish school, which was obviously very sheltered and not a normal school and not how the world was at all. And then uh, I went to high school. I remember, like, I went to the public high school. And the first day of high school, it was, like, fucking awes. Like, all these people were fighting. And I was like, holy shit. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So uh, I've never been never been in a fight since then. Uh, I'm not a big fighter. I would get the shit kicked out of me. Uh, did I knock off his yarmulke? Uh, I might have, actually. I, I tell the story sometimes. But uh, we when I was in uh, elementary school, we played this this uh, Jewish team. I'll finish this thought because we have a call, but remind me and I'll finish this thought about the Jewish basketball game. Hello. Thank you for calling Low Valley Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Jason. What's, What's up, up, Jason? Danny? How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Jason? Boy. Yeah, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Portland. Nice. Another Oregon man. Or Maine. Uh, yeah, Portland, no, right? actually Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, what can I do for you, Jason? Well, I had uh, two questions. First is, like, could you guys, like, do something besides Patreon? What do you I mean? hate, like, giving them money. Like, um, Patreon? So, yes. Uh, okay, well, I mean, you can just don't. I, I mean, if you want to give me, you don't, first off, you don't have to give me money. But uh, if you're saying because you want to watch the extra episode. Yeah, so I, I give the boys cast, I give you money on Patreon. So yeah, and you just, what, what is your, so here's the thing. I actually, the people, you know, Substack? Substack, um, that site, but it's mostly bloggers. They do have one podcast on there that like blocked and reported. I had like a meeting with them because they wanted me to do this podcast on Substack. But I'm like, just nobody, the problem is it's like nobody does it. it it's weird to be a podcast on a platform that like nobody in comedy really uses. I'm not against uh, using something else. I don't, I don't know. Like what? Someone says subscribe star. I actually had someone. Do you use subscribe star? I have not. But like, uh, what do you? What do you use? Yeah, yeah. What do you use outside of? Do you use anything outside of Patreon? No, I think you, this podcast, and the boys cast are like the only two that I subscribe to. Oh, okay. Who did who did Patreon videos. ban? They haven't banned anybody recently. I remember Jordan Peterson left. Uh, yeah, I think there was a there was a whole exodus. I saw something on Twitter today. Sydney Watson got kicked off. Who? So that kind of bummed me up. 
Uh, Sydney Watson. Oh, Sydney um, Watson. She got kicked off of yeah. Patreon. Yeah. That sucks. Why'd she get did, yeah, for anything? Oh, someone said yeah. For any reason? Did they say? So my understanding is just based on her profile and not actually like what she did on the platform. She didn't like contribute there. They just banned her for no reason. Like, and that's kind of their MO. So hmm. that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like she doesn't say anything that crazy. I know she, she gets into some stuff, but yeah. Patreon is a weird one. I remember when Jordan Peterson left cause he was making like a hundred grand a month and he right, was, right. you don't see a lot of people with principled, takes where they go like you know it's almost the Kyrie Irving thing where they straight up go yeah like fuck you I'm I'm out of here and uh they they really give up these huge amounts of money uh before this I don't know I'm I mean I can upload it somewhere else if if there's something else that's not but the only problem is well it's not that much of a problem but because the patreon episode will be live on YouTube I can't figure out any other way of doing it other than YouTube because uh that that's the only place I know of um, for the private live streaming. Uh, but I mean, if people, you know what, the Patreon has a chat. If if people want to have some sort of other idea, I'm open to it. I'm not tied to Patreon uh, per se. So fair enough. I guess we'll get into it. Anything anything else? What else you got, Jason? Anything else you want to talk uh, about? Yeah, the other question is, uh, and you probably know this. You recently immigrated into uh, the U.S. Yes. I recently went through a divorce, mid thirties. Damn, that's getting back into the game. What is how, your advice? How long were you married for? What What does that have to do with me immigrating to America? Um, well, you're getting back into the game. I think you were single when you came here. Well, I was actually I I was in a relationship. No, I was technically in a relationship when I came here, and then well, not technically I was, and then I got here and I was like, oh, this is a big mistake. Um, <laughs> just because. Uh, yeah, it was, well, it wasn't even that. It's just like, and then it kind of just naturally fell apart. And she, my girlfriend's like, I'm not moving to America. And I go, all right, well, then that's, I guess we figured this out. Um, but uh, yeah, how old are you? Uh, 36. 36. How recently have you been divorced? Uh, about six months finalized. Finalized six months. But how long, separate, the separate, like, how long have you like oh, not been per- together? Oh, probably about a year-ish. Okay. So, and have you been, yeah. like, kind of getting back into it, or? Kind of a little bit, not... Just not dipping your toe in the waters? Like dipping the toe a little bit, but nothing serious. I would say that's almost the best thing, is to not, like, is to keep it light and not super serious. Uh yeah. At first, and then, you know, because it's, you know, it's one of those things where... You, you know, you might meet someone and then it'll just, it'll just happen where, you know, you'll, you'll kind of, it'll become serious without you even intending on it, um, being serious. So it almost seems like the better option is to just, you know, not, uh, not get to, uh, you know, just don't overthink it. I would just get on, like, I imagine you're on all the apps and whatnot, stuff like Zero that. Zero apps. Oh, what do you do? You just, you social media. This has just a, all been organic. So, oh. yeah, that was kind of my advice. What is the best app? What is the best venue, would you say? Maybe. I would say for apps, I haven't been on the apps in a while. I think Hinge, my friends who are on apps, Hinge seems to be the one that a lot of them uh, like to use. You could go Brian's route and get the glass boot. Are you familiar with the glass boot? 
I am not. Okay, so Brian, the way he found his wife um, is he, you know those like glass boots that you, you like you drink beer out of <laughs> from that movie? Actually, yeah, I heard this call. Yeah, yeah, right? And he would bring it to the bar. And then uh, he would bring it to the bar and, uh, you know, it would just be a kind of conversation starter and girls would want to see it and stuff and that would work out. But I mean, it seems like for the fact that it's, you know, 2022, I would definitely be on the apps just because it seems like the most efficient way to meet people. But you have an advantage if you're good at like talking to women in public and stuff, you definitely have an advantage uh, by approaching women in person just because there's less people doing that. So, uh, I, I mean, why not both? You know, why not a bit of both? Why not kind of... Fair enough. Yeah, kind of spread it out a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah. and But I would say just don't... I would just... Don't get too precious with it. Just, you know. Uh, and obviously don't tell women on the... First, do you have to say... Do you say you're divorced in your profile? I guess you haven't even thought of this because you don't have one. No, yeah, I've, I've avoided that. I don't. Have, Are you pumped uh, that like you're divorced? Media. What's that? No, like, no, I'm pretty cool with it. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're happy that you're divorced. Like it was like it, it wasn't. Yeah, amicable, like, nothing trashy, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was like, hey, this isn't working out. How long were you married for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten years. Ten years. All right, that's not bad. Got got it out of the way. Um, I uh, yeah, I would say just you know, but yeah, if you don't have social media, that actually is going to be a problem. Because yeah, on dating apps, one I think I'll I think you have to link your social media to them. I don't know if that's a thing for sure, but uh, that is probably a red flag for women if you don't have uh, social media. Uh, unless you're like fifty, you're not. So that might be a problem for you. Legit, you don't have any social media. No, no. Yeah, just um, kind of against. I work at big tech, so I'm oh, a uh, huge fan of uh, all of those big platforms. Of big tech, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that is actually a little bit trickier right there because I don't – because I know that's a thing where women, you know, they're, they're going to Google you. Do you have a LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, at least you have a LinkedIn. As long as you have a LinkedIn, then that's not super crazy <laughs> if they could find you on LinkedIn. But I don't know if any dating apps let you – hook up your LinkedIn. Uh, Although I guess if you have a good job at a big tech company and then they search you and then they can see that and the LinkedIn, that might actually be fine. Um, That might be like a little, little weird, right? Link it to your LinkedIn and using that for dating purposes. I guess you gotta be like, you gotta have a good backstory. You're like, look, no, well, I mean, you do have a great story because you're like, look, I work for big tech. I know the dangers. You call all the girls you meet sheep for having social media. You be like, you, you got to be like the first day. Be like, you do not want to know what they're doing with this. All your info, like you don't own yourself. You don't own your data. They're doing horrible things. Um, and then you you got to get that out of the way. That that's kind of the reason why you don't have it. It can't be like a flipping like ah, I just never bothered to. Like you got to really be like, look, haven't you seen that? What's the Cambridge Analytica movie? I can't remember what it's called, but oh, I, I don't remember. You know what? You got to get on all these like yeah, yeah. all these like kind of left wing conspiracies. You got to get in all of those ones, um, and and really just push them, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully that works out. But I mean, I, I'm sure it's not a 
deal breaker across the board, but I, I know that women do try and vet guys before they, as you should too. You know, I'm sure if you meet a, a woman, you're going to Google her just to see that she's right. not like, I mean, I, I went on a date once with this girl and then I Googled her name after the fact. And there was literally a story about how she was like <laughs> dating a firefighter and, uh, she called the police on him for a domestic uh, like situation or whatever. And then he was arrested for like assaulting her. And then there was like this thing on the news of her like crying, being like, yeah, I, I made it all up. It was all a lie, but they like wouldn't drop the charges or whatever. And I was like, holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> it was really crazy. Like she ruined this guy's life. He was like fired couldn't be a firefighter anymore. And she was, she, she was pleading being like, look, I was just like, I made it all up. He didn't do any of this. And they, I guess they don't listen to you because they assume you're maybe being like coerced or something. I don't oh, know. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, you, you, this will be somewhat of an obstacle, but I don't think too much. Plus you'll likely find someone who feels similarly about all this stuff that you do. Right. Cause you'll, you'll kind of <laughs> weed out the people who are all like spending <clears throat> all their time on social media. That's fair enough. Solid advice. All right. Cool, buddy. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, you're the best. Have Take a good care. One. Take care. Bye. All right. That was Jason. Uh, need some help with Patreon. And uh, uh, I don't know. He really doesn't like big tech, though. He doesn't want to give money to Patreon. He doesn't have any social media. Okay. We got another caller. This is going to be the last call of the night. Uh, let's see what we got. Hello. Who am I speaking with? This is this is Chad. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Chad? Can you turn down the uh, turn down the thing in the background? Yeah, I just did. Okay, how's it going, Chad? I'm all right. What can I do for you? Yeah, man. So, you know, I was wondering. I, I don't really hear you talk about. I wanted to ask you two things. I don't really ask. I don't really hear you talk about music too much. So I was wondering uh, how you how you feeling about music. Like who you, who you listen to? Who do I listen to? Um, I mean, I don't talk about music too much. No, I don't. Uh, I listen to... What was I listening? I was listening to Little Feet today. Uh, I, I listen to stuff that gets suggested to me. I like the Grateful Dead. I'm wearing their sweater right now. Um, I'm going to Nashville this week. I'm going to go watch some blues. I'm really into the blues. Uh, I you mean, like I'm caught... What's that? Hendrix, you like Hendrix? I love Jimi Hendrix, yeah. I, I play the guitar a bit. I haven't been as much, but I, I used to try and play uh, play some Jimi yeah. Hendrix stuff, but his shit is very challenging. He is, he is uh, tough to play. Well, um, but yeah, so I don't know. And I listen to hip-hop. I don't know, so, some stuff here and there. My girlfriend's yeah. really into Ghana, so that shit plays yeah. at the house. That's funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah I used to listen to Ghana when, before he got big, but yeah, he, he switched since he uh, got big, really. Who's that, Gunna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, I don't know. He kind of used to make a little bit more inspirational music, but now he's just too I mean, commercial. Yeah. I love finding out. Did you see the uh, Pusha T? I really like Pusha T, actually. But um, that he, him and his brother did the "Unloving It" jingle. Do you see that he, he, uh, him and his brother wrote the McDonald's like ba da ba ba like that. They wrote that and then got fucked over by McDonald's and then he wrote a, a McDonald's diss track for Arby's what dude go Google this go Google Pusha T Arby's and he wrote a diss track and he's dishing the fish filet um and and it's and it's like like a pro Arby's fish sandwich 
dissing the fish fillet. Uh, and it's because him and his brother wrote that jingle for McDonald's, like the bup, 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 I'm loving it, but they got fucked over and they didn't get a lot of money for it. So he's been bitter about it this whole time. And he somehow still sneaks in cocaine references in a fucking Arby's commercial, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. I mean, Snoop Dogg is crip, you know, crip walking at the Super Bowl. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but this is like more. I mean, Snoop Walk or Snoop Dogg is like dancing or whatever. And then, but most people are like, yeah, I don't know what crips are. And but he's right. like, push it. He's like talking about cocaine. I guess he's 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 hiding it too. But yeah, it's not. Uh, um, yeah, look. Well, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, is a conspiracy theory. Okay. So. uh I don't, I don't know if you've uh, talked about the Titanic conspiracy theory much. No, I've never even heard a Titanic conspiracy theory. The Titanic conspiracy theory is, uh, and I might be butchering it a little bit, but essentially is that uh, a bunch of a bunch of the people that you know the the Federal Reserve uh, conspiracy about them starting around like 1913 and stuff like that. Uh, okay, and it, what does it have to do with uh, the Titanic? I guess essentially a lot of opponents of the Federal Reserve System were on the Titanic, apparently. Really? Yeah, that's and then so that's and then they died, and then that's how. And then the Federal Reserve came to be. That one I've never heard. That would be hilarious. People are like, I don't like this whole Federal Reserve thing. And they go, Look, we just printed some money. Here are some tickets on this shiny new boat. Just go for a little (laughs) boat ride. Think about it. Exactly. Um, I've never heard that one before, but that is hilarious if it's true. But I, I definitely have not heard uh, the Titanic. Yeah, look into it, man. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out, man. I'll check it out. Cool. <laughs> That's a funny one. Um, all right. Thanks for calling in, Chad. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Take care, man. All right. That's been the show. Uh, we're going to keep it going over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash mail. Uh, if you want to check it out, sign up. Uh, it's only a dollar. You'd be stupid not to, cause the price is going to go up to $5. And, uh, once it goes up, it'll never go back down. And if you're smart, you'll buy it for $1 now, and then you can sell it to someone else for $5 in the future. It's like Tesla's full auto driving shit. Anyways, that has been the show. Thank you very much, everybody for listening. If you are a Patreon member, I will see you there at 11 o'clock, which is in seven minutes. I got to pee and I fixed the audio for the outro. I am sorry to do that to everybody last week. Bye-bye. Take care. A dollar American. Peace. <laughs>